Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansack. Welcome to a Pizza Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner, alongside Thomas Carinante. And folks, we got a barn burner for you. Uh, it's a Friday edition. We're getting crazy. Uh, on Wednesday, we talked some you know, hypothetical Aaron Judge trades that doofuses in the media have been throwing out. And so that inspired us to sort of take on some more hypotheticals of our own. We think we solved the catcher problem. You know, y'all can judge. We, we think we have a fix there. We also have a couple salary evening trades that we do want to tease. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking a couple salary matches that could help the Yanks out. And the Gold Glove nominees have dropped. We got one nominee that makes total sense from the Yanks and one that would literally stun a 2019 time traveler in a time machine into getting right back in the machine and going backwards. Uh, folks, make sure to drop us those five-star reviews. We're going to need those mailbag questions. So please do leave a question with your review and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you do listen to your podcast. We promise you we'll read every last one of those mailbag questions. If you got stories for us, we'll read those too. Thomas, it's been a fun week in hypothetical land. I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, it's better than Christmas, honestly. The hot, it when the hot slightly, stuff. It's slightly <laughs> worse than Christmas. <laughs> It's just, it's great when, you know, because we sit here and we watch GM, I mean, look, we're Giants fans, so we're watching just Dave Gettleman make ass move after ass move that's setting this franchise back. And you're sitting there wondering, like, come on, dude, like, you know, two extra, you know, two better draft picks and then, you know, one free agent signing just changes the whole thing. And, like, we're all sitting here and we know it. Uh, Brian Cashman's a little bit of a different story. I don't think we can outsmart the cash man. Uh, he's been a genius for a while. Um, he's always been making this team better, uh, through trades, through international signings, and he's always ahead of the ball. But I think, uh, I think this is, this is, this off season is going to be more, this is going to be different and you got to get even more creative than you have before, because as we talked about, it's pandemic baseball and no one's going to be want no one's going to want to add more money to the books. Um, like we said in off seasons past, a lot of guys who are good and capable and contributing signed late in the off uh, late in the off season into spring training into June even Bryce Harper didn't get his contract until late and he's very much worth three hundred million dollars that's no secret 
Um, so now we got to get creative. Uh, time for the fans to start thinking on that trajectory as well. We got to start understanding that this organization is not going to be spending out the wazoo to bring in a couple more guys to help us contend in 2021 and or 2022. They feel like, once again, this roster is good enough. Like you said, it's one at the margins. It's going to take, you know, either – uh, a very crafty trade or a couple of low key free agent signings to, I think, do the job for us and get us over the hump. And then obviously we got to stay healthy. And then after that, it's up to fate. Um, but yeah, I love thinking about these hypotheticals because there's so many teams out there who could use help from us. We have a ton of depth. There are so many teams out there that don't need the players on their team at the moment because they're either not contending right now, or, you know, they have somebody who's going to hit free agency that they're not going to be able to afford. And what's the point? Um, you know, just trade Mookie bets like the Red Sox did. It's, it's pretty easy. And then you're fine. Nothing, nothing's going to bother you for the rest of the time. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it's going to be a fun pod and our first, I guess, hype. Well, this isn't really a hypothetical. This is just the solution that we think would work. And, um, I'll say it and you can expand on it. Yadier Molina to the Yanks in free agency. It's just weird that this hasn't been mentioned yet. Why aren't people talking about this? Especially since Yachty kind of went out in a blaze of glory in St. Louis. And he's sort of, you know, he's made it clear he, he you know, he would love to finish his career as a Cardinal. But I think that organization it devalues him a little more than he wants to be valued at this juncture. Like, I'm not sure how, you know, they're not matched up. There's a reason that he's not under contract anymore and he's 38. Like, mm-hmm. is he a superstar at this point? No, absolutely not. Was he ever a superstar? Arguable. Look, we, there's no doubting that Yadi Molina's reputation gets inflated by the Cardinals' mystique a little bit, as well as the perception of clutch hitting versus simply being a good hitter who hits the same way you would in a clutch situation. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Quote-unquote, as you would during you know, a normal low pressure at that. But that being said, there is something in being as comfortable in situations that really matter as you are in regular mid-game situations. DJ LeMahieu talked about this a lot uh, in a bunch of interviews that were publicized when the playoffs were, you know, just starting about how he has trained his entire life to make every at bat seem as normal as any other at bat. And that's the true secret to clutch hitting and hitting with two outs and runners in scoring position and even getting the runner in from third with less than two outs, all the things that we take for granted, because there are guys who clearly, you know, they could be great clutch hitters. And, you know, there are two types of clutch hitters. There are clutch hitters who have a sense for the moment and a flair for the dramatic, like David Ortiz and Derek Jeter. And then there are clutch hitters who are just so remarkably consistent because they do exactly what they did in the regular season, in the postseason. DJ LeMahieu has mentioned how much time he's spent training himself to treat every at-bat the same. And Molina's the same guy, even at the age of 38. Um, he's a dude who just is going to work the count, is not going to go away easily. And look, some of these at-bats are going to end in seven or eight pitches with a frustrating pop-up flipped in a right field. That's how it goes. 
Not every clutch hitter gets a clutch hit every time he's up. But Yadi Molina is a guy at this point in his career who can't bank on security. He's not going to get more than a one-year deal. If he does return to the Cardinals, he's going to get a Derek Jeter end-of-career sort of franchise-crippling amount of money, right? Like, the Cardinals are probably – like, they don't have it in their budget to bend over and be like, fine, Yadi, one-year, $18 million. You're ruining us. You're ruining our <laughs> lives. Like, that's what he's going to want if he goes back to St. Louis. So – if Gary Sanchez is really done in the Bronx, which it kind of seems like he is based on all the exit interviews and the freaking lineups, like the fact that he didn't play in the ALDS, like you don't need much more empirical evidence than that. Is there really any shame in sort of trying Yadi as a late career Ivan Rodriguez thing? Like when Jorge Posada was injured and couldn't feel anymore, they went with Ivan Rodriguez as a high profile replacement. Doesn't it make more sense to go with a Yachty Higashioka platoon than it does to try to throw three years and 30 million at James McCann or Tyler Flowers or anybody else who wants a role increase? All these guys who sort of in their best case scenario are Gary Sanchez. Like Tyler Flowers is going to hit 240 with 22 homers. Great. I mean, Gary Sanchez can do that. So why not try to get a back control, low power, seven, eight home run Yachty Molina who's going to hit 280 or 270 or even in the mid-260s, but probably closer to 280. Uh, I'm very intrigued. I hate how much I'm intrigued by this. I love this. I thought that this was something that I thought about in my head a while ago before Gary started sucking, and then I was just like, this guy's not leaving St. Louis. But guess what? You say low power, dude. I disagree. 52 home runs since the start of 2017. He goes oppo, too. He could pop it right over the right field fence in Yankee Stadium. Um I think that I think this is this is notable for a couple of reasons. One, um, I think it's safe to f- say that the Cardinals are going nowhere fast. Uh, they've made a lot of questionable moves over the course of however long they let Jason Hayward walk after the year after they traded to him. They let him go to the Cubs. Um, I know that he probably didn't want to stay there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Cubs obviously threw a ton of money at him, which has actually ended up looking to be a pretty good deal right now after all the shit that they caught for initially giving him all that. But anyway, they let him walk. Um, they signed Andrew Miller a little bit too late. Uh, they let Marcelo Zuna walk after trading for him. Uh, what else do we got here? They signed Matt Carpenter to that crippling contract extension. I think he's making $19 million a year. Um, they traded Voigt to us. They traded a Rosarena to the Rays. So I don't think that this franchise, uh, you know, those moves right there kind of indict you. That's the end of it. Yachty's a smart guy, um, and I think that – is it stupid for me to ask if, if he's a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Famer, right? You know what? It's not stupid to ask. It's one of those things that people are going to be debating incessantly until he gets in on the first ballot. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. really a question. Like, are the numbers there? I guess you never know, yeah. Are the numbers there? I mean, probably yeah. not, to eh. be quite honest. The offensive numbers, but he's well, still getting right here. It's the narrative. I mean, he, he's yeah. waltzing in, and he's over 2,000 hits. Like, with the yeah. defense – and the role he played in baseball history, plus he's going to finish with 2,200 hits. Like, yeah, I feel like he's in. Yeah. Nine-time Gold Glover, two-time World Series champ, um, one-time Silver Slugger, finished top five in the MVP voting in 2012 and 2013. Um, He was an all-star two years ago and a Gold Glover two years ago. Um, Still plays tremendous defense. He's aging, so here's here's the argument where this makes the most sense. You give him a two-year... 15 to 18 million dollar deal maybe he accepts that maybe he doesn't i don't know i think that's fair when you look at it like this hey yadi come to new york 
you got a two-year window to win a World Series. This team is arguably in the best position to do so, aside from maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers for the next two years. You're going to start between 100 and 110 games. You're going to platoon with Kyle Higashioka, and we're going to unleash you in the postseason. You're going to have fresh legs. You're going to be ready to go, be catching Garrett Cole, um, unless, you know, Higgy is still his uh, personal catcher by that point. But, you know, I think Yachty can change that conversation. One of the greatest defensive catchers you've ever seen. Um, certainly a team leader, knows how to call the game. Like, I think he can even help the back end of the rotation. With the, I think him and Davey Garcia, I feel, would just be a, a tremendous match. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he would. I think he'd even be able to help out Jordan Montgomery. Um, that's that's how you got to pitch it to him. You say, look, you're going to take a few million less, but guess what? You're going to be you're going to have you know the playing time made for you. If you want to play more, we'll play you more. If not, this is what you're looking at. You know, we'll give we'll give Higgy 50 starts. I think that's totally fair. He's earned that. Um, and you know, you take Yachty out late in games and throw Higgy in. I don't know. And then you find first first order of business is you got to find a get a way to get rid of Gary. So this isn't happening unless that happens. Um, just want to put that out there. So so we're all on the same page. But I think a two, I think you can give him two years here. He he said he wants to play uh, through his age forty season. Give him that multi year contract. Pitch him on the short term window. Hey, you need another World Series ring for that Hall of Fame case. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants it. He's a winner. He, you know, you, you see this guy's energy whenever he's playing. He doesn't like to lose. He's always vocal about stuff. Um, he would bring some great energy to the Yanks-Sox rivalry, even though that doesn't exist. So maybe it'll be the Yanks-Rays again next year because uh, the Sox are pretty much as dead as anybody can be. Um, but he'd be just – he'd be a great he'd – he'd almost be like a CC version of, like, talking trash and, you know, getting in the opponent's face and – just doing all that type of stuff that we don't really have right now. We don't have a lot of loudmouth guys like that. Um, and a couple of those are always just so valuable to, to, to tilt the scales, but I think that's the way you pitch it. And I, I don't know why he wouldn't say yes. So I, I think this is, this is something that Cashman should explore very seriously, assuming that he has an Avenue to get rid of Gary Sanchez and not, you know, take absolutely nothing in return for him. Cause I know it's going to be hard for the Yankees to stomach that if they can't get, you know, some semblance of value in that deal, but uh, you know, contact hitter, he's a 280 career hitter. He's hit 265 over the last three, three seasons from 2018 through this shortened season. And that's already miles better than what Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez has batted 200 for the last three seasons. So add 65 more batting average points. And th- that uh, to me, that's a world world of difference. I'm so into this mostly because I, I feel like any chance you get to emulate the Cardinals, you should, honestly. Um, they're an annoying machine of a franchise, and, and they won't go away. Even in the years where they're not very good, they're competitive. They were not a great team in 2019, and they still showed up in a game five on the road in Atlanta and bludgeoned the Braves. as a 10-run first or whatever. They don't yeah. go away. You can't stamp them out. So any chance you get to, to steal a core piece of the Cardinals' you know, entire business model, you do it. That's why I was so bummed when during 2017, when it looked like the Yankees were getting swept by the Indians, that they just wouldn't play Matt Holiday. Just play him once. Do you remember how good he was earlier in the season? Like, it's, it's not that hard. Like, there's a season playoff vet uh, sitting there for you to use. So why not do it? Um, and then secondly, it's just the, the kind of thing that's going to make Yankee haters furious. Like, making the Yankees more like the Cardinals by adding Yadi Molina, like one of the most annoying players in baseball, is just going to pop people's gourds off. So all for it. It makes perfect sense to me, uh, provided you can get Gary Sanchez out of town. Now, I do want to give you the spotlight, too, on something that you pitched, and I also love. Um, Will this ever happen? 
Uh, probably not. But in, if, if teams are complaining league-wide, especially the Yankees, uh, about how much money they have to unload and how they've suffered the greatest losses in franchise history due to the coronavirus and blah, blah, and whatever, if you believe them or if you don't. Um, I'm sure the Yankees lost a ton of money. I'm sure everyone did too. Not really sure why they're whining about it specifically. Um, but they're going to have to do some salary matching if they do want to keep guys like DJ LeMayhew and Zach Britton on the books together. There's been a lot of talk about who needs to be unloaded to make that happen. Uh, what about the two disappointing franchises, the Yankees and the Cubs, both of whom were thought to be sort of these behemoths battling, you know, up and coming budding teams in 2015, 2016, 2017. We figured they'd be sort of at the peak together by now and would have met in a world series or two that has not happened. The Cubs haven't gotten back to the world series since winning their title in 16. The Yankees have never been there uh, since 2009. So why not do a salary match with these two dead in the water teams? And you have one that kind of does line up. I do. And it is upsetting, man, because I really wanted to see a Yankees-Cubs World Series. It would have been so much fun. Um, but we're not there. The Cubs are as disappointing as ever. They got swept by the Marlins in the wild card series. I know the Marlins are an upstart team, and they were certainly a matchup nightmare given the rotation. But you just can't do that, dude. You can't. And you're, and you're home. I mean, changes have to be coming in Chicago. We already know that they're going to have a tough offseason themselves. Quintana's a free agent. Um uh, Chris Bryant's in his final year of arbitration eligibility. John Lester's a free agent, but they're, they, they're going to have to eat a $10 million buyout or, you know, pick up the $25 million team option. Uh, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of things. We heard trade rumors this past offseason surrounding Kyle Schwarber, also in his final year of arbitration eligibility, as well as Wilson Contreras, who is in his second year of arbitration eligibility. Um, but a guy that stands out to me, and I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough sell for Cubs fans, but guess what? There's no tough sell with your front office because they need to figure out a way to make this work, and they don't want another contract headache on their hands. And the guy is Anthony Rizzo. He's got a $16.5 million team option for the 2021 season or a $2 million buyout. you got to be on some serious drugs to not pick this up. And then he hits free agency in 2022. However... Do you want more question marks with more guys in contract years? You know, 2021 is, we hope at this point, going to be a full 162-game slate with traveling, with, you know, no more COVID outbreaks. But, you know, we can't bank on that. But right now, the way we're looking at it, because it's a little bit farther down the road, that's the way it's going to be. And you're going to be looking at Anthony Rizzo questions all offseason long if you don't sign him to an extension. And, you know, what we've heard is that there hasn't been, there hasn't been talks behind the scenes about it. So – what if we do some crazy stuff? The Cubs have bullpen problems. They always do. They overpaid for Craig Kimbrell. It hasn't worked. He's not a closer. They would much rather him probably in what, the seventh or the eighth inning? If that, I think they were even hesitant to do that with him this year. Um, but then again, this was, it was a weird last two years for him because he didn't sign until June, the season prior, and then this year was pandemic baseball. So maybe he bounces back in 2021. Who knows? But my proposal, sending Chapman, who we no longer want. I think most of Yankees Nation can speak to that. Send Chapman over to the Cubs. You're not going to like this, but Luke Voigt's involved in this deal. So is our guy Tyler Wade. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's the one where everybody's pissed. Yeah. Um, look, I love Tyler Wade's defense, but overall it's not working out, uh, as we can see. So – uh, Chapman, who's scheduled to make $17.2 million next year. Luke Voigt is, uh, based on arbitration proje projections, uh, slated to make $5.8 million. And Tyler Wade will be in the 700000 range. Um, the Cubs always love that 
uh, versatility on defense, especially in the infield. Wade will be able to give that to him. Uh, Cubs also play small ball. So maybe they'll actually use Wade properly, uh, have him steal a ton, use him on bunts. I don't know. I think it could be useful for them. And in return, Yankees get Rizzo, replace Void at first base. You get a left-handed contact bat who's also can hit for power, who would rake in the short porch over there. Uh, we'll take on Victor Caratini, backup catcher, who actually plays a good amount because he can also play uh, – first base he has a little bit of experience at the hot corner as well and he's played the corner outfield spots a little bit but that I think if we don't sign Yachty I think this is another good scenario where we have Caratini and uh, Higgy as the platoon back there and then we'll throw in David Bodie scheduled to make one million uh, on the dot next year he signed through the next two or three years Um, but the way I look at it is look you give the Cubs Chapman, who's going to anchor the back of the end of their bullpen, which has been a big problem for them. Even the year they won the World Series, it was a big problem for them. They went out and they paid a king's ransom for Chapman for, to this, guarantee man. <laughs> for this exact man to guarantee them the World Series. And it's not like they'll be tied down, you know, for a long time. It's two years. It's $32 million for Chapman. That's it. If, you can't, if the Cubs can't win a World Series in the next two years, then it's probably not going to happen because they have a lot of other moving parts that they're going to lose players after 2022, and that's it. Um, Voight gives them protection for the next, uh, three. I think he's, he's on board for the next three or four years. So it's a big loss for the Yanks, but you have to imagine Rizzo performs Yanks, give him a little contract extension. You got a veteran gold glove first baseman who can hit from the left side of the plate, draw a ton of walks and also hit for average. That's a win. And then you got the Wade Bodie swap. Wade will give the Cubs the infield versatility on the defensive side that they need also give them a left-handed bat while Bodie can hop around all uh all over the infield for us he could play first second and third and that could be our little utility guy and I like the potential on Bodie um we've seen what he can do he's been limited a little bit because the Cubs have guys like Ian Happ and Nico Horner who were taking up a lot of time in the infield I think uh Happ fully is an outfielder now uh if I'm not mistaken um but uh there's really not a whole there's not a big need for Bodie, especially if they want to re-sign Chris Bryant. We don't know if that's – we don't know what's going on with the Cubs, but if they're, willing, if they're willing to move on from one of these guys, Rizzo is an aging guy. They're not going to want to pay him a whole lot when this is over. I think this is a fair trade. Once again, Yankees get Anthony Rizzo, David Bodie, and Victor Caratini. Cubs get Aroldis Chapman, Luke Voigt, and Tyler Wade. Salaries match up. I think there's like uh, – the Cubs are inheriting like three more million dollars, but they're also getting three extra years of Voigt as opposed to zero extra years of Rizzo after the season. So I think that's a fair trade-off. Yeah, it's crazy. If I mean, after 2016, trading Rizzo is like trading a Mookie Betts like icon. But now, you know, the, the, the team has sloped downward. Chris Bryan is probably a safer bet moving forward, honestly. And there's been way too much talk about dumping him. You know, at this point, he's as good as gone. Like, I don't think Chicago is going to re-up their relationship with Chris Bryant. At that point, why do you want Anthony Rizzo dragging down sort of this corpse of what used to exist? Theo Epstein's relationship with the Cubs is, is probably coming to a close pretty soon. Um, if you, you know, there have been a lot of dumb columns out about how his tenure was a failure. No, it wasn't. Broke a 100-year title drought and made the Cubs into annual playoff contenders. Not a failure. But it is safe to say they have disappointed in recent years and have no, not even come close to meeting expectations. So Rizzo's worst season was the stupid 60-game campaign but his age 29 campaign when you probably weren't watching him just because, you know, the Cubs have become sort of the stale contender at that point. 27 homers, 94 RBI, 293 average, 405 OBP. Year before, 25, 101, 283, 376. Year before, 32, 109, 273, 392. So all he is is Voight plus better defense, and he's only 31 years old. 
So it's depressing. Luke Voigt's one of our guys, but it definitely merits mentioning as the Cubs fall apart to the degree the Yankee fans probably think the Yankees are falling apart. The Yankees are not falling apart. There are some moving pieces that need to be, you know, fit into the right holes. Um, and, you know, you hate listening to Aaron Boone who says we're close. You know, we're not close. We can't, get, we can't get past the CS. We couldn't get past the DS this year. We are objectively not close to a World Series. But that being said, we're not that far off from being a contender. And there's a reason this roster was projected to get in the American League this year. No one saw the injuries. You know, you can't project based on assuming the rotation is going to disappear and that James Paxton won't be there. Um, and that Luis Severino won't be there. Like, you can know injuries are coming, but in your preseason projections, you can't be like, well, I'm sure half the rotation will be gone. Uh, all the all-stars. No, uh, you just can't do that. So the Yankees are not that far when everyone is performing optimally. So why not try to optimize that window with a leader like this and get rid of some troublesome salary in a role this Chapman who you really don't uh, want any part of. So that is just one of the trades we're going to be talking about. Uh, the end of this weekend in the weekend in pieces we've got coming up for you uh, on Friday and Saturday. Uh, so please do take a look. That's sort of just a teaser trailer. There are some more salary matches. Uh, we also talk about signing rivals. Uh, it's hypothetical season, baby. Anything goes. Um, that Cubs one we love, though. And the Yachty stuff, I mean, sort of sells itself. If you're anti that, you're kind of you, you're probably anti Yachty in general. But on a cheap deal, I'm really not sure why that doesn't work uh, as a sweet platoon as long as Gary Sanchez gets out of town. Now, we do have a little bit of news that we want to talk about before we go. Uh, the Major League Baseball, uh, and, and this is a Rawlings Award, so not Major League Baseball's award. The, the, the people who make gloves in general come out with the Gold Glove nominations. This year, the Gold Glove finalists are due to, you know, the literal top three finishers in, in a specific statistical category because managers couldn't nominate people. They didn't watch play because there's only divisional play and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that being said, the Yankees have two finalists. Uh, Gio Urshela at third is contending with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa of the Rangers, uh, as well as Yohan Moncada of the White Sox, who didn't even really play third base consistently before this year. And the second finalist, Clint Frazier. He of the unplayable defense, so we were told, is a finalist in right field for the gold glove. Gio's got to win this. If he doesn't, that's embarrassing. Clint Frazier, honestly it's fair to say it's an honor just to be nominated because what happened? What happened? Top three? What happened? I love it. I, I, I feel so proud and I just have nothing to do with, I have nothing to do with Clint Frazier personally. Um, don't know him. Hopefully one day I'll meet him, but so proud of the guy after all the crap that he's dealt with, you know, we've talked about it at length, so there's really no need to get into it, but defensive, the defensive side of the ball was the biggest issue. They, everyone was complaining that, oh, this, what are they going to do? How, A, how is, you know, if we want to, if we can't keep this guy, how are we going to trade him? No one's going to want this defensive liability. Nope. Now he's a Gold Glove finalist and uh, fairly decent shot that he actually takes it home. Um, but like you said, Geo, this has to be a win for Geo, right? Def, uh, his his uh, D war this year was 0.7. Moncada's was a zero. Um, I don't know. I don't know what metrics you use here. I guess defensive runs saved. We were, uh, um, we were talking about, but like also what is that? Uh, well, Kiner Falefa led the American league in defensive run saved at third, but that's the metric that, that like DRS is what always makes geo look like crap. Like, yeah. so if the, if people are going to vote based on DRS alone, then by all means give the gold glove to like the converted catcher on the Rangers mm -hmm. who you didn't watch who plays third apparently now. But, it, you know, it, he had a D-war of 1.3. 1. 
pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. But in 2020, in a year of sizzle, like, you know, you didn't watch the Rangers play. I'm sorry. That's like a, that's a terrible team in the AL West. And if you weren't in the AL West, you didn't play them. And I'm just not sure why we're not going to go ahead and give that to, to the guy who on a national stage shown, especially without Matt Chapman in the running, who was injured and did not qualify based on the minimum number of, uh, you know, possible games played. So Chapman's going to be there forever. He's probably going to win every gold glove and every season he plays to its completion. So just give Gio Urshela award, the award this year. He, he, he's the man. He's, isn't that enough? Isn't I agree. He the man enough? I, I, it should be. I mean, that one play in the postseason, even though the postseason doesn't count for this, should have should just do it in for him. That saved the Yankees. Uh, but also, Kiner Falefa played 15 games at shortstop this year. What is this guy? He was a catcher. He was a catcher. Third, he played second base two years ago. He, uh, this is crazy. I didn't even know this about him. He started 15 games at shortstop. He played 46 games at third base. I think he, I think you got to give this to Gio. I mean, that's cool for Kiner Falefa, but it's like when uh, J.D. Martinez won the Silver Slugger for DH and left field or whatever, right field, or right yeah. field. And it was like he, he played eight games up there, and they were still like, Aaron Judge isn't as good as J.D. Martinez, so he gave him two awards. And it's like, okay, cool, guys. Um, like, losing to Kiner Falefa wouldn't be as embarrassing as Tino Martinez losing to Rafael Palmero when he played like 25 games at first uh, because Kiner Falefa appears to have been good. But once again, appears to have – because obviously I, I didn't watch a lot of Texas Rangers unless they were locked in a late and close game with the Astros. Then I put on my Rangers hat and tuned in for the late innings. But <laughs> I don't, yeah, I didn't watch, I didn't watch my team play them ever. And I didn't watch a fair amount of a last place uh, team. So uh, let's just give, let's give the man his award. Why not? And also Clint, I mean, whether you win it or not, he's facing off against like Anthony Santander from the Orioles. None of these right fielders really made much of an impression either. So as long as we're talking top three statistically, and that's how we got here, like unreal that Clint was one of those. And just why don't you just give him the award anyway? Him too, both of them. It'd be fun, uh, Clint. That that would what a comeback that would be for Clint. Couldn't can't couldn't say enough about it. Uh, his, he'd be he'd be a fixture in the outfield for the Yankees for sure, or he'd be you know just the ultimate trade chip. I don't even want to think about that though because it's not really nice to. It's not nice to view humans as trade chips, you know. No, you but he it? also can't play right field. So <laughs> what are you do? It's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. I know we're looking at hypothetical trades. We're looking at the money aspect of it. I'm not looking at it from a people perspective. I'm saying, you know, you trade this contract for that, and then you know this contract so happens to be a first baseman, so and a left-handed hitter, so that also that that helps it out. I don't like. Yeah, we at we it. love the people. We we're not looking at chips here. We're looking at humans, but we are also looking at their salaries. Uh, <laughs> so we invite you to share your thoughts with us uh, on any trades you like, signings you like, signings you don't, trades you hate. We got to fit DJ LeMahieu and Zach Britton in here somewhere. So we're doing the math, and we're doing all we can, folks. That's it for this Pizza Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. You're gonna have to trust us when I say that there is a lot more hypothetical action coming in the next couple of weeks before we have to face the cold, hard reality of people actually making moves and moving around. Um, until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. You can also find both of us on the Inks Go Yard podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts embedded within your articles on yankscoyard.com if that's how you listen. Make sure to subscribe and drop us those five-star reviews and any mailbag questions you want us to answer. Please do that. I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. 
Like we're saying, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got that trade article dropping on Saturday. It's going to be a doozy. Adam's got a long list article for everybody in the AM tomorrow to wake up. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. And drink your coffee too. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hypothetical speculation. Like we said, reach out. Talk to us on the Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. We'll take some of your suggestions and put it into words, put it into pieces of content. Until then, have a good weekend because we'll see you on Monday. And like Domingo Herman said to Marcus Stroman on Instagram, see ya. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.